Welcome to the first episode of the How to Win Basketball Games podcast. With our first episode, I want to talk about empty side ball screens. Now, if you've watched my YouTube video breakdowns, you will have seen that the empty side ball screen is by far the best play in basketball, and you really don't need to run any other set other than that. An empty side ball screen is where you just have one side of the floor with the ball handler and the man setting the screen and rolling. Or popping. I'd prefer you roll, but you can get stuff out of popping too with this. Um, The other side of the floor is just where you have your three remaining offensive players, and I want them way away from the ball screen. Why do I want them way away from the ball screen? Because that keeps their three defensive players way away from the ball screen. Now, the ways that teams guard this are there are two... The two uh, ways you see teams guard this the most is hedging and icing. Now, hedging and icing are two very cute terms. I don't know who came up with them, but they're basically just short for sending two to the ball. Um, hedging is they send that second defender towards uh, this, the uh, middle, forcing you to the middle part of the floor, and icing, they send that second defender forcing you to the sidelines. They drop, they drop, a, they drop the man uh, defending the screener, and they force you to the sidelines. Now, the guard coming off that ball screen needs to attack that second defender's hip, whether he's hedging or icing. Attack that defender's hip, and that keeps that second defender on you, keeping two to the ball. Now, once we pass through that, now we have a numbers advantage, a three-on-two, four-on-three, right? Because, because I've attacked hard off of that second man that came to guard the screen on a hedge or an ice's hip, that's going to keep two to the ball. That's going to open up my roll more. And they and and so once I hit, so once I hit that roll, now I have a numbers advantage, right? Because the two that were sent to the ball on a hedge or an ice are now behind the play, um, and the defense is dead at that point. Once you have a three on two or four on three, and you're executing it properly, I mean it's just numbers. I have more offensive players than you have defensive players. Now, a lot of times you're going to see the backside help. Uh, does not have to uh, has to come from the other side of the floor, and the backside help isn't going to get there in time, and you get a layup or dunk out of it. A lot of times, the backside help does get there. Okay, cool. That backside help is coming from one of my three offensive players who are stacked to the weak side of the floor. So once that back one of those three defenders then comes in that backside, so he takes out the roll. Um, now one of those offensive players is left open, and that offensive player just needs to dive to that open space that's created, and we can just hit him uh, for a layup or dunk. Or what's going to happen is is a, one of the two remaining defenders on the other side of the floor is going to sink down and take that cutter out, and that's just going to leave the three-point line wide open. Again, it's just numbers. I mean, I ha- it's a three-on-two, a four-on-three, depending on what happens, but I have more offense than you have defense because I've passed through that hedge or ice, which is just sending two to the ball, so now that two now two defenders are away from the play while four offensive players are in the play. So and and again, if you've seen my YouTube video breakdowns, you will see that this is this play is unguardable. Um, you know, teams run high ball screens, and you can get different things out of them. And you, if you've watched my YouTube video breakdowns, you know what they are. We'll talk about them on future episodes of the podcast. But when you run a high ball screen, you have the you have you know your ball handler and your screener in the ball in the ball screen you have him rolling where both parts of the floor have remaining offensive players there and when you have both parts of the floor have remaining offensive players there that means both parts of the floor have remaining defensive players and that clogs up your roll now there's still a lot of interesting things you can get out of that but 
Uh, but it's just the, the floor is more clogged and you limit your options and you make your options more difficult. Um, now let's, so we just talked about the two ways teams, the two main ways teams guard these ball screens with hedging or icing. Okay. Now the other way a team guards this screen is switching. When you switch, then you're, you know, you don't, we don't get that numbers advantage, but this is why if you throw the right people in ball screens, okay, so I want to, when I look at the floor, I want to target, I want to make sure their littlest player is being thrown into a ball screen. So if they switch, now I have a massive uh, mismatch down low, a big guard switch, and then we just can throw it down low and take advantage of that mismatch. Or I have a big now back onto the peri- guarding on the perimeter against a guard, and we can get him, beat him with a dribble drive. Um, so again, if they're going to switch this, you know, you see teams a lot, they'll go wing to wing and switch it. Or they'll go wing to big and 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 switch it, and they because those those are the two defenders in the involved in the ball screen, and you don't get that mismatch. You don't get that mis you don't get that mismatch because the switch does not create a mismatch. But when you throw their littlest guard into a ball screen, now their switch creates a massive mismatch down low, and possibly a massive mismatch also out on the perimeter. So you take advantage of that. Uh, the other way teams guard it is by. Uh, going under now, but the, now obviously also if you can shoot threes and they go under, you're just giving up a three by going under by going under the screen. But the other way teams, um, but the other the other way that you can attack this when teams go under is you set one ball screen. Okay, they go under, and then the man that sets the screen just rotates his body and twists, and you go right into a second screen on the other side. And on that second screen, the defender can't go under. That's going to force them to either have to switch or hedge, sending two to the ball so we get that numbers advantage or the wide-open layup or dunk if the uh, backside isn't there. And, um, and, 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 and that happens. So those are literally the four ways teams guard it. Now, I see at the NBA level a lot, some at the college level, they run this horrendous defense guarding ball screens where they drop the big and fight over the top. Lovely. You're literally giving up a two-on-one. Uh, you're giving up an open mid-range, or you're giving up the the roll is wide open. It's like the worst kind of. It's like honestly, I'm not sure that uh, honestly, it's the worst type of defense other than just having your two defenders fall over and just allow them to to go right into the lane. It is such bad defense. You are giving up a two on one. You are saying, ah, here two on one. Like what kind of defense? That's just awful. Um, so. You know, and and for me, you know, I get argued. I be, believe me, there's so much pushback on this, and so much arguing, and it's crazy to me. I mean, it it just look at. I mean, on my YouTube breakdowns, I show it time and time and time again. You can't guard this play, and when it's being executed properly, and it's amazing. I watch, you know, at the NBA and college levels, you know, these teams they don't. They don't. They don't run it very often. Or if they, and when they do run it, they're not executing it properly. I mean, it just blows my mind. It's all on film. Like this is not my opinion. Okay, I'm not. This is not like me giving you an opinion on what I think uh, about Michigan weather. Okay, or what I think about healthcare, and I'm giving you my opinions on what it is. The film is the film. Like I'm showing you over and over and over again in my YouTube breakdowns, and I hope you can understand on this podcast where I'm explaining this stuff, and you can understand numbers advantage, mismatch down low, um, all of those things, and how you, uh, how you create those things. And it doesn't matter that I never played in, uh, in the NBA or I never played at a high-level Division I college or I've never been a head coach in the NBA or I've never been a head coach at a high-level Division I college. Like, the film is the film. I can say it. My mom can say it. My dentist can say it. 
Uh, my grandparents can say it. It doesn't matter. Like, the, the film is the film, and I will show it time and time and time again on my YouTube breakdowns. And it's, uh, it's just amazing. I mean, it's just amazing. There's nothing to argue. Like, why, why people that argue this are just wrong. The film is the film. This is not an opinion. This is not, this is nothing other than what you're seeing on film time and time again. And it honestly, it blows my mind. Um, I had a lot of fun doing this. This is just the first podcast. We're going to talk about a myriad of other things in future podcasts. I can't wait. I'm really excited. I really enjoyed doing this one. We'll see you next time.